Welcome back, everybody. It's time again for some conversations with not-so-famous achievers. Weekly conversations with some of the world's most amazing, fascinating, but maybe not-so-famous achievers. People you may not have heard of, and you'll wonder why, after you listen to what they did and how they did it. As they tell you what you can learn from their experience and their journeys along the way. With your host, the people who've been on the journey longer than most, Will Christ and Robert White. Hey, Robert. Hey, thank you, Paul. And what a delight to be with uh, my partner in crime here, Will Christ, but also to host my dear friend, Kathy Gardarian. Kathy and I met uh, when I became a fellow of the World Business Academy. She was on the board of directors there. For those of you not familiar with the uh, World Business Academy, my simple way of saying it is that it's a, an organization of successful business people who want to do business with a heart and uh, from the heart. And uh, so uh, uh, given how our relationship has developed over the years, that's, a, that's also perfect. I mean, we do talk business, but we also talk heart a bit. Kathy is a pioneer woman entrepreneur in some ways, I guess. I don't like having to put that qualifier in there, but I think there are very few women that have built a business the size to scale uh, the profitability that Kathy has accomplished. Uh, I want to find out more about that, even though I know a bit, and uh, share some tips from her in terms of what she's confronted and handled and struggled with and won and all those things that happen in building a company. Uh, so that's something we have to look forward to. Uh, today, she's, uh, uh, with the exception of this one year of forced staying at home, she's a world traveler. She's a great cook. She is a dedicated philanthropist. She dedicates not only her money, but her time to meaningful organizations. She's on the she, uh, very active in the business school at Chapman University. Uh, she's active in the community. She's got a, a, a list of friends that are like the who's who of the human potential movement. And now she's an author. She's been way behind the scenes for many, many years. And one of the things that I just love is that she's poking her nose out and being more public and sharing her important message uh, with the world. And uh, I'm just delighted to have her with us. Oh, and her, uh, her new book is a delight. My daughters love it. Uh, I think it's really, really well written, really captures a lot. And we'll talk more about that too. Kathy, welcome to Conversations with the Not-So-Famous Achievers. Well, thank you. It's so lovely to be invited and to be here. I'm so biased. I'm just absolutely in love with you. So I'm really going to ask. Good. Will's got about a thousand questions for you, I know. So I'm going to let him lead this off. Okay. So, so Kathleen, tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, about how you got started in the business that you're in right now. Okay. Well, I was working for five men in Los Angeles that owned a um, sales and distribution company. And I was hired after several interviews. It got down to one guy or me to be hired. They hired me, but I was also the only salesperson that was female in the company. Hmm. So every time they would close the door of the sales meeting, 
it would be the president would say, oh, yes, Kathy, she has the highest sales totals again this month. So how do you guys like being beat up by a skirt? (laughs) And I remember thinking, going home, getting so angry because I felt it was so demeaning. And and on top of it, everything I did and I was a I was an independent contractor, they would keep two thirds of the profit and I'd get a third. So I'm making money for them, and I have the highest sales totals, but they just were so old paradigm in their thinking about women. Um, it was um, it it really got to a point where, you know, I, I uh, that I just had to leave. I had a lot of fear about doing that, but I finally had to leave because you can't stay for the money, and you've got to have a place where you can expand and be totally who you are, and give all the gifts that you have. So um, that's basically how I started the company. When I, uh, when I went searching for names, I decided on the name Qualis, Q-U-A-L-I-S. That is the Latin root word, meaning a degree of excellence and quality, because they also told me I was a woman and I could never have a company. Oh, well, that's so obvious, right? It is very obvious. obvious. I mean, (laughs) talk to me about how you have seen the paradigm shift. Uh, When when did you start Qualys? I started it in 1988. All right, so have you seen the paradigm shift from that middle 80s 80s till today? Well, I can tell you, it's... it's it's been a I, it's been a very very interesting journey, and being a woman, especially you know, I thought was funny is that for all the problems I had working in Los Angeles for this company, I had cold called the Home Depot stores while I was working for these men, and they had twenty five stores in the whole country at the time. It's amazing to think about, and they almost didn't want me to take the business because it was too small. I was hired for large retail chains to do the packaging and things uh, for that. And they, uh, in fact, my boss told me, oh, forget about it. Just forget about that company. I said, I'm not going to forget about it. So he told me I just needed to work on it myself. And so I did. And, um, and basically, by the time I left, they had 400 stores. That's how they were they were opening 246 stores a year. Hmm. So I was so busy. But you know, when I finally started Qualys, and by the way, I added international because I didn't want to limit myself, even though I didn't have international business yet. But I would say to you that I thought it was ironic that for all of the problems I had with the gender issues. You know, the Home Depot, I lovingly call them the tool belt crowd because mm-hmm. that wasn't easy either because I joined the World Business Academy just a year after I started my company. This was a group, uh, as Robert was mentioning, of you had to be a CEO to join. And, and, when, and, and the person that was president, Ronaldo, said to me, well, you know, you'd be the only woman. I said, you know, I'm kind of used to it. It's, it's okay. <laughs> So, but I learned so much from them because I wouldn't ever miss a meeting. I was a member, I didn't miss a meeting in 22 years. I would, because it's all CEOs talking to you and helping you solve your problems. And so, because that's what came up. 
I mean, I and at the same time, I thought I was so enlightened because I've been studying human potential forever, and and yet it, it there was certainly one particular client um, that I had at the depot that finally became a buyer of mine. That um, and I was doing the whole country. Uh, we started with six products and we ended up with over a hundred products in there. Uh, and I was working with the founders who were fabulous to work with. But, you know, later on, some of the uh, other help that came down the line were a little bit too, nobody, they were just in not in the same alignment with thinking about women. Mm-hmm. And it, so it, it was difficult at first and it got um, a little bit better only when I was willing to change. And so there's there's a great story in my book about um, how I had, I want to call it an intervention from the World Business Academy because I really was absolutely, after seven years, I had a woman buyer. And we had programs throughout the entire United States as and growing, like I told you, quite quickly. And um, I didn't, I thought I actually couldn't work with this person and I was going to actually leave, which it was an amazing thing to think you're going to walk away from that. Mm. But I'm glad I didn't because it it really taught me some major life lessons. And that's that's what's important. But I have to tell you, it, it was a, my book is called Feet to the Fire, Finding My Soul in Success, because I had to keep my feet to the fire. It was, um, and that still today, I think it's better, but it's not perfect. Um, then I got asked to be on the board of Van Shoes. No women have ever been on the board, and I was the first one on the board. I was on that board for 10 years. It's, it's interesting. I just kept cr- creating all of these things that almost made me have to look at how it is that women and men can work together. And this is such a time of moving women forward that you have to move through those things. Well, Robert, what what, what did you see about Kathy along the way that that allowed her to be this, literally the, uh, the, the uh, point of the sword to move forward, to break through the uh, glass ceiling for women? I stumbled into uh, employing 80% women in my company in Asia because men uh, would not work for this little startup owned by a foreigner and, uh, you know, all of that. So I hired women not because I was enlightened, but because I was focused and I knew what I wanted and I was looking for talented people. And those were that was the talent that was available to me Uh, when I returned to the U.S., Uh, after 12 years abroad, one of the cultural shocks I had was like reverse culture shock of an American coming back to America. And I remember going to a, uh, an urgent care center, you know, one of the, it was a new concept at that time. And it was quick. And I, uh, (laughs) I had shingles. I didn't even know what shingles was, but I knew that my legs itched a lot. And, uh, so I go to this thing and, uh, and I'm nervous, I think, like we all are. And then into the examining room walked, uh, you know, about a, I'd say, late 30s, extremely attractive woman who I instantly assumed was a nurse. And, of course, she was the doctor. So I got my my 
a little bit of humility, first of all, handed to me. And, uh, and I started noticing that the United States has changed. And part of that change for me was meeting Kathy, finding out that you really could in integrate uh, focus, drive, ambition with coming from your heart. Mm -hmm. I, I, and you know, those are easy words to say, but actually putting that into practice, I saw uh, Kathy was actually able to do that. And then I met some other women who could do that. And it's been a transformation for me. Uh, you know, when you're talking about the difference between the mid 80s and today, it's also a transformation for many men to let go of some dysfunctional beliefs about women. Uh, and Kathy's been a great support for me in that process. Well, yeah, help, help me to understand, is, is it is it is it simply allowing women in to leadership uh, and professional spaces uh, and and women are, are really the same as men but they just have a different body type or is it in fact bringing a whole different way of relating to customers employees vendors board members well the only answer I can give you is that you have to do your inner work first because there's a belief, you've got to look at your belief systems and the biology of your belief systems. And they happen when you're born and you're first, all, all of your family's telling you how things are. And there's so many belief systems that don't really work and aren't really serving you that you do have to not only see what works and you can keep, but you have to release some of the rest of them that don't. And I think that, again, as I look at where I was working with the, these five guys, they their thinking was that women were not going to ever be equal to a man. And when I would go in there and do better, you know, in business than some of the men, they didn't really know how to handle it. I mean, so that's why I think it's about looking at your belief systems and I tell women all the time, you don't listen to those kinds of things. Look in yourself and see where it is that um, you need to let go of some things. And some of it is about forgiveness, forgiving others, forgiving yourself, and moving on. Because we just can't be stuck in the past, and there's a lot of people that do that. Well, it's been my experience in watching institutions as women begin to take leadership positions in those institutions, that the institutions change dramatically. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm I'm wondering uh, if if in a sense men inherited a mindset about what success means, uh, and that got narrower and narrower over the years. And what women have brought to institutions that I've seen is exactly what you're talking about. There is a connectedness. Yes. A connectedness both internal to to how I feel, uh, what's going on inside me, which to me is, 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 is to me it has to do with just the biology of producing children and and having to be in touch with what's going on with a body. Mm -hmm. uh, th so there's the internal connection, but there's also the external connection with other women 
And, and when those women allow men into that relationship, yes. uh, non-erotic, non-sexual, yeah. but certainly intimate, uh, yeah. because that's what I've observed with women is, is there is an intimacy that they bring to the workplace, to the social sphere, that is very different from what men had back in the 60s and 70s. It's very true, and I just uh, did this program with Jean Houston, who's been a very good friend of mine for more than 30 years, and she talked about when men allow women to rise up, that it allows them actually to go deeper and, and bring forth some latent, very good qualities that they can then expand themselves and they, they, and she, you know, she's great with words. And she talked about it turns out like it's music between how men and women can actually work together. And she said, you know, that's really when you can become totally alive, when you can drop all of these, you know, macho ideas about, you know, I can't show any warmth or love or do business with any heart. It's, it, it's really wonderful to see. That I that is what women bring, and it's been proven that women on corporate boards they just do better in business. They just get you know higher profits. Well, they change. It, it changes the whole dynamic. Robert, ha- how have you seen the change over the last twenty years? Part of it is that reverse culture shock thing. That even though I worked primarily with women in Asia, eighty uh, percent of our staff were including 80% of our executives for women. What I've seen here is, you know, one of the things that I notice about America, and I notice this by, you know, I've lived abroad for more than half of my working life, is that we are extremists. You know, (laughs) I mean, we were settled by radicals. We tend to overdo everything. We don't just have lunch. We eat two lunches when we should only eat one. We don't just have a drink. We have three drinks. You know, we take everything to its limit. And I've certainly seen that with uh, the women's movement in the U.S. Uh, And yet, you know, I've been in this long relationship with Kathy. We've never had one conversation about being a feminist. She just is who she is. She doesn't label herself. And uh, she just goes about her life in a way that is enlightened, that is ambitious, Certainly, you know, don't, don't be around Sam, uh, Kathy if you aren't interested in results because she kind of, that's what drives her, I think. And I, I may have never used that term with you, Sam, uh, Kathy, but <laughs> that's how I experience you. And so what I notice is that there's, there's a lot in the media, there's a lot in academia that seems to me to be a bit off track when it comes to men and women. But that there are women out there who are just in touch with who they are. They are operating with a lot of integrity, and they're ambitious and driven. And I love being around them. And, and, and you know, the, the gender difference kind of tends to disappear. Like, if Kathy and I talk about cars, <laughs> if we're talking about her AMG, <laughs> it's not about men or women. It's about a hot car. Well, I'm wondering when women who are in touch with both the internal and the external relationships that we were talking about, mm-hmm. when they come into 
a situation, whether it's a board, uh, a leadership team, social service, does that free up men to get in touch with themselves? You know, I think that you have to be the change you want to see in the world. I have used my energy to calm things down um, many times when I'm with men. I do want to share one story that I learned that that absolutely taught me so much, and, and I've used it my entire life. I got an opportunity to meet the Dalai Lama in person at a private home in Newport Beach. And the World Business Academy called me and they said, he's, he's going to see, there's only 40 people there. He's going to actually be able to spend time with each person. So think of a question you need to ask him. At the time, uh, the Home Depot had asked me to go to China and get some merchandise bags produced there so that we could, you know, just kind of counterbalance what we were producing in the United States and that we could cost average it down with some imports. So I had gone to Hong Kong. I had gone to the south of China. We had a fabulous factory working and all these women there making these merchandise bags and um, and then Tiananmen Square happened, where 3,000 students were killed. So he said, think of a question you want to ask the Dalai Lama. And I'm thinking to myself, who better to talk about China than him? So when I had my time alone with him, we were sitting on a couch. And he's, he's, so, he's funny, and he's got a great sense of humor, so available. His energy's fabulous. So I told him my story because I had a lot of people calling me, telling me, you need to get your business out of China, take a stand for human rights. And I really thought my friends were right. I actually thought they were right. I just didn't know how to do it because there's containers on the water that take 30 days to get there. And I was shipping to the port of Charleston and the port of Los Angeles and didn't know how to stop that and just go domestic and not have the depot run out of business or run out of product so basically when the dalai lama heard me say that he stood up and so because he stood up i stood up and he took my hands in his hands and he said kathy why would you punish the chinese people further for the thoughts of a few he said china's going to be free one day because it's an idea whose time has come he said the only thing you ever have to do is you never think about what you don't want, but you take your energy and your consciousness and put it into the pool of what you want to see, act like it's already happened, and that's how you create your own reality, and you, and you just don't focus on the things that don't fit in that. And he could see my eyes change. I, I got it, because, and I said, wow, what a subtle shift. If I would have pulled my business out, then I would have given power to the very people I didn't want to give power to. So I have taken that lesson um, everywhere with me because that's, see, that comes from business is relationship. So you need to be compassionate. You need to be kind. And that, you got to just look at the whole thing. And so that I knew that if we pulled our business out, a lot of women would lose their jobs, and I personally didn't like that. Yeah. 
I want to come back. I, I have a, a metaphor that I was talking with a fellow earlier today about. I want to share with you and see okay. if there's some resonance there. But before that, I want to take a short break and hear from our sponsors, Traction Tools. Traction Tools is the EOS software for visual collaborative problem solvers like you. Built to manage each key component of your business, including vision and traction, data, people, meetings, and even process. The new digital whiteboard helps you illustrate, communicate, and work together throughout the decision-making process. And our new document drive makes file sharing even easier. So, if you want to save time and reduce repetitive tasks with easy automations, you really should take a look at Traction Tools and their EOS software. Sign up for a 30-day free trial at MyTractionTools.com. That's MyTractionTools.com. And now back to our show. So, Kathy, try this on. One of the things that, that we were thinking about earlier today is that, that, in a sense, you have to become the lighthouse. You, you have to be who you want to be, who you are, that connection again, and then be open to receiving other people. And that, that lighthouse uh, draws people to it. I mean, it, when you are in a spot with other people around, if you are living out your values, you're living out your purpose, you are doing what God sent you in this world to be and to do then there will be others who will be attracted to that. Mm-hmm. And and it sounds to me that that's similar to what you were saying about the Dalai Lama talking about staying in those places because of the good that you are doing there, regardless of what's happening around you. Absolutely. And I have to say that's exactly what I got out of that lesson was really doing business with love. And you don't have to say it, but you can be it. And you can, we all have the energy within us to create a space that people are comfortable around you. They feel like because you're being more authentic and real, it allows them to be that way as well. And men really appreciate that. It really, they find it makes it easier for them to do business with women. And so um, as soon as I stopped resisting that and started just being that, it's, it's completely changed my life. After I started my company, I, about two years later, I found myself in Mumbai in India with the World Business Academy. We visited the home of Mahatma Gandhi, the home he lived in for 14 years of his life. And it's three stories. And when I first went into the bottom, it seemed like it was mostly just clerical and I didn't pay attention. I ran up the stairs. Wonderful um fabulous little vignettes of his life and uh, i saw something on the wall that was from uh, einstein to gandhi and it, it, the whole thing was fabulous the third floor was where he slept and where he prayed and it felt like the altar to him like he was really there it was an amazing experience when i came bounding down the stairs i happened to see when i was on the first floor again there was an old recipe card tacked to this bulletin board and i went up to it and in gandhi's own handwriting it said be truthful be gentle be fearless and i quick wrote that down and when we had our big meeting with all the mostly men in the world business academy 
I stood up and I said, okay, which one of these qualities is more difficult for you in business? And, you know, most of them, it really was to be fearless because even men get afraid, and they're, but they're not going to show you. They're just, you know, going to cover it over. And so, yeah, I think women, this is such a time of moving them forward. And I think it will ease this whole thing we're talking about. In my humble experience, <laughs> it, it, it seems to me that, that the whole notion of fear is around death or inability to, to move, to control. Women, especially women who've given childbirth, have gone through the lack of control. And at the other side of that lack of control, that giving in to the universe, to, to something that's been described to me as just this, this utter openness, total vulnerability. And on the other side of that is new birth. Yeah. And, and this tremendous sense of joy at bringing this new creature into being. Men don't have that experience. Yes, which is why I always say I think men really need women yes. <laughs> around them. Uh, it's, it, it, you know, and that's what relationships are for. Everything is relationship and certainly business as well. Is It just allows each other, you're just going to help each other be the best you can be. That's why you're in a relationship. That is true in business as well. And I have to tell you, that difficult buyer I had, the second half of, of my time at the depot, and I was at the depot 30 years, which is unheard of for a vendor, by the way. He was so difficult, but by the time I learned to just be with him and beam him love when I was with him, I didn't say anything. I just was what Gandhi said, be the change. I'm going to tell you, he gave us more business and and, and invited us to his daughter's bat mitzvahs and their weddings. And, you know, you become like family. He would have been the last person in the world, I would have thought, this would happen if I didn't do the change first. So it's a very powerful thing. And men do need that. Yeah, that that's what I see has happened in so many different institutions when women become part of the leadership and the professional uh, have a seat at the professional table, the institution changes dramatically. And uh, I am looking forward to big changes in racial justice, uh, to Indian affairs with the, the new woman who is a Native American woman who is in charge of the Bureau of Indian Affairs. I'm looking mm -hmm. forward to, to tremendous changes in the client, uh, you know, uh, climate changes because of the presence of women who are there. If you think of, of institutions like, like ExxonMobil, you don't think of women. You think of men. Yeah. Now, that you have achieved it with, with Qualys International, this, this presence that you have, a significant company. Where are you now, and what are you doing now in this part of your life? Well, um, I... I've tried to retire more than once, and I'm pretty much there now. Uh, my son is kind of winding up some of what Qualys did with retail and packaging because we've also did the 12,000 7-Eleven stores. I mean, there was some other issues, and I just tried to leave because it was no longer enough for me to get another client. And I, Let me you know, challenge you. Okay. 
be, I, I don't believe that there's anything that's uh, called retirement. Okay. I think there's only <laughs> yeah. two things. I mean, you can stop doing a job, yes. and then you only have two choices at our age. Mm-hmm. It's either what's my next project or death. So I'm interested in what's your next project. Okay. Well, my next project is the book started it because a lot of people said, you need to write a book because you've had so many experiences all over the world by people and you've had mentors, which I want to say, you have to find your tribe. You have to get mentors. And when you just look at who's endorsed my book alone with, you know, Gene Houston and Dr. Deepak Chopra, and it's because all of the people that, that really taught me along the way, um, I would now have just wanted to share my story. And I've been talking to groups and universities and, um, and also there was just a new PBS special, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's show behind the scenes. He's interested in in profiling women and minorities in business. So we did just film a piece for PBS, which actually starts the end of this month. And I included my good friend Jean Houston mm-hmm. because she's you know changed educational models in 108 countries for the UN. Fabulous woman, and I wanted her her take on women all over the world and then my take on being a woman mm-hmm. and having a business so i'm very much interested in speaking about this uh, telling women sharing my stories because women are, are actually people learn from storytelling not mm-hmm. just women we have to bring heart and soul into business and into life we have to be kinder so tell us about your book what's the name of the name of it is feet to the fire Finding My Soul in Success. And it really it really starts with, you know, when I was born and what kind of things impacted my life, like the need to need to be perfect. And then my parents' divorce and going from New York to California, trying to really find my way. And then just actually having to go through what I call the inner work. Just I spent a lot of time looking at my belief system and asking, why do I believe that? And how is it impacting my life? Doing the inner work, I tell you, that is an inside job. And it is, it's, it's actually a requirement. The only thing optional is when you do it. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like and when you do that, then you can have the more of who you really are comes out. And I do think God gives us all certain gifts that we can give. Mm-hmm. And that's when you, as Jean says, you come truly alive. Mm-hmm. And you, you've let go of all of these things that hold you back. So it's really important to do that. Well, Robert, this is uh, something that you help people with, mm-hmm. isn't it? To, to find their unique ability, their purpose, their their passion, their, mm-hmm. their uh, you know what God has called them into this world to do. Oh, this is where Kathy and I are very aligned and and a lot of our conversations are in fact and uh, and how we are a resource to each other which is something i i treasure being asked uh for counsel by kathy gardarian is an honor that i can't even describe and any help that i've been able to give her and and for the and other clients that's where the real satisfaction comes for me people today uh, are struggling with getting a sense of meaning and purpose in their lives. I see it with people that are incredibly successful, where you would never imagine that they're confused, feeling alone, feeling afraid, 
and yet they are. Kathy alluded to that earlier. And it isn't about men or women, it's both. You know, my, my friend, the late John Denver, talked about uh, uh, that we needed to move beyond a you or me world into a you and me world. I think we're making a lot of progress with that, but also a lot of, uh, of very successful people are blocked in those very important areas that bring joy and satisfaction in addition to their success. That's my focus. That's, that's exactly where Kathy and I are aligned. Uh, and and we just go about it in a slightly different way. But I'm just so delighted, Kathy, that you're out there taking some risks. I know it's a risk for you to get up in front of uh, hundreds of people, thousands mm -hmm. of people and share your story. But your stories are so valuable, uh, certainly to women. Mm -hmm. My two very ambitious daughters loved your book. Uh, I got a lot of points by gifting it to them. And I highly recommend it, by the way, to uh, fathers and mothers who have young adult children. Uh, I, I think it's a must read for those kids. You want a lot of points with your kids, give them Kathy's book. I just think that people that have that balance of business success and heart, and I hold Kathy in that way, those kinds of people have to get out and share their story, the struggles of the early entrepreneurship, the different kind of problems that come when you're running a major company with warehouses all over the country. Mm -hmm. That's a different kind of being. And actually, you will. That's what you work on so much with the uh, EOS system. But then giving back, making that transition mm -hmm. to being an elder. I remember that when I, I have three mentors in my life that unfortunately are no longer with us. But when I was celebrating the life of the late John Jones, what I realized is he was number three to pass away. And I could no longer look up for mentorship. I had to own my own. Yeah. I had to become the teacher that these three wonderful men uh, had been in my life. And I had to own that. And I see Kathy doing that. I see you were doing it well. And uh, I think that's where our future lies is to embrace certainly the energy and the passion of young people, but also to bring forth the wisdom of the, of those that have been there and walked that path already. Well, and, and I think I think that the that what the three of us can see is that not only do we have the wisdom, but it's also we've experienced this dramatic, radical shift over the past 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what's helpful, because in one sense, the the religious source of meaning has not been as available to the youth today. And 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 also the whole. Uh, industrial capital uh, world has not given the kind of meaning today that it did in the post-World War II era. Brand new book by Jamie Wheel, who I want to have on the show here, because he's talking about meaning three, which is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. This whole sense of, of it comes from inside us, and, and it's an experiential liberation that somehow we lost. Yeah. Because I walked away from what I'm going to call organize, organized religion when mm -hmm. I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. I already knew that's not my path. And I tried a lot of other paths. I do think um, when I finally took the S training back in 1975 and started 
understanding Eastern philosophy and meeting all these people, I, I think that um, I feel so blessed to have done that kind of a deep dive into what was told to me before and what I could let go of. Spirituality is everywhere, mm-hmm. and it supports you actually becoming more of who you are. And that's really the intent of the book. It's the intent of my life now. It's not really about retirement, but I not I don't want to go out and get new clients and figure things out. I want to already share what I've learned. You will be the light, the lighthouse, attracting oh, people, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. if if somebody wants to uh, get in touch with you, how would they do that, Kathy? Well, I have a website, and and on the website for the book, there is a way to contact me, but it's feet to the fires. Dot com. Feet to the fires dot com. Right. And um, we, I mean, I know that with the PBS special, which is coming out, it's going to be in all 50 states for a year. I'm, I'm still working out how I'm going to handle getting a little more communications, but I'll, I'll work it out. Good. Well, Robert, you started us off, so why don't you finish us up? Uh, my finishing comments is I wish this conversation could go on uh, for the rest of the day. Uh, but we've all got lives to live, including our listeners. I do hope that exposing people to uh, Kathy's story, her energy, her commitment has value. I, I'm Will, I'm a little bit proud of you and me just for somehow creating this opportunity yes. and then uh, spreading it around the, through our networks. I do believe that this notion that we all have to pay more attention to our purpose, the unique reason that God put us here, we need to pay more attention to a vision that is freely chosen, that our parents didn't choose it, the culture didn't choose it, it occurred to us because we looked. The most common phrase in my book that that is commented on by people that have interviewed me is, life is simple. This does not mean it's easy. You know, this personal work that Kathy alluded to, it is actually simple. It's been taught for thousands of years. The great teachers, Christ and Gandhi and Confucius and Lao Tzu, and for that matter, Napoleon Hill more recently, who probably would not be described as a great spiritual teacher, but read the book again, you'll see where he was. And, And all of these people told us how to live a life of meaning and purpose and accomplishment. and uh, But it's not easy. I think for our listeners, uh, for me, in terms of guiding myself, I constantly remind myself, I actually know. I know what is right. I know what to do. The question is, can I get those dysfunctional beliefs out of the way? Can I get any limitations that I've made up or that's been programmed into me out of the way? Because there's a lot to get done. We uh, all have our own unique piece of it. And uh, whether you are a cook or a airline captain or a brilliant implementer of EOS or a light lighthouse, particularly for young women, uh, we've all got our job to do. So thank you very much, Kathy, for being with us and sharing your day. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing where it takes you next. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. And that's just another example of finding these wonderful people who are not so famous at the moment as achievers.
that wraps up another conversation with some very successful but little-known entrepreneurs. On this week's edition of Conversations with Not-So-Famous Achievers, right here on Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio, streaming live from the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. 